And welcome to the new episode of the Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. I'm here with Ryan and Brian. I'm Jose, and we're recording at 12.42 on Wednesday, kind of after a long Yankee week and where we've all had some thoughts and complaints, and we'll definitely get to that. But let's start off with, uh, you know, the Ryan's news. Yeah, uh, not a good week in Yankee baseball. Uh, We will get (laughs) to the series. Uh, We will talk a lot about the sweep that the Rays just pulled off over the weekend. But uh, first, I want to lead off with a uh, Jay Bruce uh, retired. He uh, was not in the good graces with Yankee fans, but um, it was pretty clear that he didn't have anything left in the tank. Uh, he even said that in his press conference. Um, good, really good career. I think over 300 home runs. He was really good with the Reds for a while. He was. It was like him and Joey Votto were the the main guys. Back when they were in Cincinnati, and he had some time with the Mets as well. And as a result of that, uh, Mike Ford got called up, and he, he played last night. He um, he had a bases loaded walk, and he caught the last pop up to end the game. Um, before I move on to Cashman's Zoom, uh, anything you guys want to talk about with Bruce or Ford? Uh, you know, I I applaud I applaud Jay Bruce for recognizing his own destiny. And, um, and being able to step out early enough. It's not, you know, things are tough enough for the Yankees right now, but for him to recognize that he wasn't contributing and he was uh, kind of taking up space and, and stuff is a, is a good thing. Um, I'm not sure whether he was uh, goaded to do any of that or, or encouraged, but, um, but I think the good news is that he, you know, he recognized it early enough in the season that allows the Yanke- Yankees to make some changes. I, as far as Mike Ford coming up, it was good to see he was uh, channeling uh, Donnie Baseball with his new mustache and, and batting lefty and, and playing first base. So uh, maybe that'll bring a little something to the team as well. But he, and he gets cut. He gets credit because he drew a walk last night, right? Yeah, I so. I think on the Bruce stuff, it's kind of just I don't know. I think he had a great career. I think that. He was probably either going to be cut most likely by the Yankees to make room for Bruce. And yeah, like what you said, Brian, I don't know if the Yankees told him the front office was just straight up. Like, we're going to cut you in like three days. What do you want to do? Do you want to start looking for a next team maybe, or how you want to go about this? And I think maybe he just decided to retire. We don't really know, but he's retired. I wonder if he, joins the coaching staff maybe if he stays around because he was in the locker room on his day of retirement so i don't know we'll 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 kind of wait and i i'm excited for mike ford in the sense of it's fresh blood the yankees need somebody new around maybe he's a spark plug maybe he's not maybe he's just a placeholder till Voigt comes back and i think we'll just see yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I, I forgot what I was going to say. You go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I think Ford, I, I don't know if Ford's got the temperament to be a fired up guy um, yeah. so far. I, I don't necessarily see that in him, but he has a good eye at the plate. 
Um, and and he is a guy that has provided sparks before. I mean, he's come off the bench and belted home runs for the Yankees. So, you know, p- potentially he's there, but coming off the bench. Personally, I can't wait for Luke Voigt to come back, but I know that's one of the yeah. next topics. So, yeah. yeah um, the, th- the book on Ford is he was pretty, he was good in 2019. Like he, he legit was good when he got that time, got playing time when Voigt was out with the sports hernia. Last year, he was not good at all, and he was kind of put in an unfair situation in the playoffs, pinch hitting in game five, in my opinion. Like, he had an at-bat in a while, and he hadn't had a hit in months. So, but moving on, I do want to get to Cashman's Zoom. Uh, On Monday, when the Yankees had an off day, it was was revealed Cashman was going to have a Zoom presser, and – People were kind of speculating. Oh, I was like, oh, does this mean like a, a coach is fired or someone's going to get uh, booted? Um, no, I, I think most people following the team understood that it would be like, hey, uh, hey, we've been bad. We know we've been bad, but we believe in the guys in the locker room. Um, uh, that's all I expected, and that's what it ended up being. Um, a couple other details that came from it. Cashman said that Voight has started activities. There was some video of him doing some activities on the field. They're aiming for mid-May with him. Um, Zach Britton, he's eligible to come back in late May, so hopefully he will be able to be back then. And Luis Severino will be able to return summertime. So it's just good to have timelines with them, and, um, you know, that could get altered. It's still the Yankees, and that – that those timelines have gotten pushed back before, but uh, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll wait until we actually hear that. I, I'm optimistic about Voight coming back soon, which we really need. But um, anything else that you got from the Cashman presser that uh, you want to talk about, guys? Yes, absolutely. He he gave Aaron Boone the dreaded vote of confidence. Okay, so so when you do, when you give the Aaron's doing everything he needs to be doing, you know, that means Aaron, translation in my mind based on the old days and, and of course me being the oldie that I've heard that dreaded vote of confidence so many times, that means you got one more shot. Okay, but you never know because everything's been so complacent, you know, everybody's been so nice and calm and and that's not what this team needs right now this team needs fire yeah i kind of agree with that i think like it's just good to have timelines on players so we can kind of expect when they can come back i think Voight. i don't know how vocal Voight is but he, he seems like he could get real fiery and i could see him come back into this dugout and just be like what the hell are you guys doing? We're supposed yeah. to be winning a World Series. What is this? Let's get our act together. Maybe he's that guy. If no one else is stepping up, maybe he pulls into that role. Again, did we're we going to get up? into that. Did we give up when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's go with an Animal House routine. Come on, guys. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the Britain thing is good. I like I like our bullpen right now. So yeah. just adding his arm and then it's kind of I feel bad for our starting pitchers. They're getting no help from the bats. So 
Like yeah. I can't really say that they suck except for maybe Herman, who just hasn't been great. And Tyone and Kluber, they're coming off of two years of just not pitching. So like, I can't wait to have Severino back, but it's not as like a need. I, I feel like the void is a need. We yeah. need him to come back. But yeah, I'm, I'm good to move yeah. on. Um, uh, last thing is not really notable with anything to do with the team. Luis Sessa got engaged. Congrats. I, I guess that's one of the best things that happened this week. <laughs> um, now I, I want to transition to just some overall topics before we get into specific series that happened. Um, one of the main things that you'll see that's said among Yankee fans is that like in, in response to people saying that it's early, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. It is early, but like it, it is right to be mad about the performance so far. It's like there are some issues that have carried over from last year's, and but then some some people will be like, "Oh, the last 100 games, like we're around 500. We're 61 and 55 in the last 100 games, including th- this goes back to some September 2019, and it includes the playoffs." Um, I'm not saying that's useless information, but the context matters. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they, for a team that, for a team that did not care about home field advantage, they wanted to be healthy going into the 2019 postseason. Going 14 and 11 in September is not bad. Like, uh, like, uh, I don't see how much that has to do with this team right now, as well. But. And then you also have to take into account last year with the injuries and and how many people were missing time. We had like guys I don't even know playing in infield and Estevan Florio playing center field for some games. But um, yeah, like this, this team has struggled and there are some issues that have come back like situational hitting and some lack of starting pitching outside of Cole, which I'm a little bit more optimistic right now, but we'll get into that later. But um, how do you guys feel like, I, I don't know. I, I think there, there are some things where I'm like, yes, this team will turn around, but there are also, there are also some things where like, yeah, this, I don't see this going away anytime soon as well. They're a 500 team is what you're saying. Basically since September of 2019 to now, they're, they're no better than just barely over 500. Yeah. And and you're right. Not a whole lot. We've, we've changed the roster some, but we, we it's it's not like we're changing the approach. I think we've changed off-season conditioning programs. So while we still have Judge and we still have Stanton in the lineup, but we're still seeing the same things at the plate. Stanton can't Stanton can't chase the high inside fastball, and Judge is swinging and missing at the low and outside strike, and and. Uh, you know, and, and what's what none of the, it, it seems like the approach in the batter's box is what has to change and hasn't changed. That's just me saying something right now. But I, I agree. You know, our starting pitchers are are are, are going to do are going to do fine. I'm very still very high on our starting pitching staff and our relief pitchers. But man, we have got to be able to try to out hit a team once in a while. So. Yeah, I like. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I can't fault our starting pitching. Like last night, 
Tyone goes up and gives out one run and gets a no decision. His first start, he gave up two runs and got a no decision, I believe. It's kind of the idea of that. We had this idea that the starting pitching can be average because the Yankees are going to put up five runs. So give up three runs. That'll be fine. Give up four runs because the Yankees are going to produce. And if they're not producing, it kind of just isn't good. And I think that's where we're at in the sense of like their approach at the plate isn't great. And I don't, I don't know who to blame. Is that the players? Is that the hitting coach and all the stuff we're gonna kind of gonna get into later in the sense of like they just gotta swing at the ball and that would be very nice for them to do. I it's it's kind of more of a loss for words things. I felt like last season the team had a little more fire to it because there was a whole bunch of people battling for positions even though they went on like a 10 game losing streak, they also won 10 games straight. And so I think like right now, everybody is just content because everybody knows I'm not going to get benched. And I think someone get benched. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately there, there is no bench, you know, that's the real challenge they've got. They've got no bench right now. They've got nobody that can step in. There's no, there's no uh, McCutcheon coming into the lineup this year. There's no uh, Cameron Maven coming back, you know, stepping into play here. You know, we we actually talked early in spring training that maybe that was a Dietrich role or a Bruce role or somebody like that, but none of them has, have done it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Rootnet Odor is, you know, had a couple of, it was a flash in the pan for a couple of days, and, and, and now he's kind of in the same doldrums as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Something I do want to add on to with uh, Brian talking about the, the approach at the plate and how something does need to change. And like, I, I totally agree with this. Cause like you look, you look at Glaber and he's just over swinging, you know, and Paul O'Neill says it every game, like he, they're just trying to, he said it with Gary Sanchez last night. It's like, I, I'm not even a guy who's like, Oh, you need, we need to hit less home runs and hit more sink. Like, no, hit, hit as many home runs as you can. That's like, that's how you win in today's baseball, but you can be, you can become too like focused on it. Like if you're swinging for the fences every time, I don't, I don't know about like, just there's such a, there's a such thing as over swinging. And like what I wanted to bring up was um, the, the, how, how pitching staffs have pitched the Yankees this year. There's a, there was an article, I think it was Mike Petriello. He said that the Yankees have faced the least, the second least amount of fastballs this year. And um, only the Texas Rangers have faced less. Um, Despite like disclaimer, I I do think like the, the offense will turn it around at some point because baseball is not something where you can just eliminate fastballs. Like they're still, they're only, they're, they're facing like 5% less fastballs than they have in the past. And that's still like 45% of the pitches that they're seeing. So they're going to get their pitches to hit and they have been missing them for weeks now. And it's been really frustrating to watch. Um, you can't hit, you can't hit the, yeah, you can't hit the five, the five run home run. 
Yeah. Okay. Heck, if you don't even have guys on base, you can't hit. You can't hit a you know a multi multi run home run. The, yeah. the, the, some of the challenges they have, and this is, and Paul O'Neill said this, and and uh, and David Cohn said it even too. You you can't go up there when you're down by three runs and you're in the eighth inning and you need to put runners on base so you can get runs. You can't go up there trying to smack a home run every time. You've got to go with the pitch, put it out in the field, and get runners on base so that you can put some pressure on the pitcher. You know, and that's the biggest thing they're not doing right now is they're not playing to get. I'm yes. I'm in the opposite I'm in the opposite mode as you Ryan. I think base hits are a wonderful thing if you can string a few of them together. And you and yes, this is a home run game, but but the Yankees are a home run or a strikeout, and right now they're striking out two times, two or three times as much as they're hitting any kind of a ball. Mm-hmm. That's hard. What so. I what I I want to add to that, like you talk about building up pressure, like yeah, that, I think that's part of the problem. Like that, like you saw last night they they did kind of do that when, when Hicks yep. worked the, the four, four pitch walk and DJ and judge got back-to-back hits. But when you build up that pressure, the pitcher can make a mistake. And that's when you can, you, that's when you can have a chance to really blow a game open with like yeah. a three run home run. Like there, like uh, the importance of hitting home runs, like it, it, it's there, like, you know, the, but you can be too, you can swing too far the other way, you know, like you can, I don't don't even know how to put it into words, but like, it's like they're they're, there. They could be down like five to one and then they'll, they'll be trying to tie it. And when it's base is empty, you know, their biggest, the biggest thing they have right now is they are not getting, they're not allowing themselves to earn any extra outs in an inning. And they are giving up. They are. They are. They are giving the other team extra outs every inning. You know. Yeah. I mean. And you know, their their fielding stinks. They're running. They're running around the bases stinks right now. Um, they're hitting and batting stinks right now. They're they're doing everything to give the other team the game. And and as you you know, it, there is no pressure on the other team at all. You know, when they're when the Yankees are coming to play. Yeah. So, I know that. Uh, Brian here is the writer for the Giants for New York Sports Nation. So I'm also a big football fan, as we talked about before the podcast and all this stuff. And we're not going to go deep into draft like we joked about, but in the sense of there's the idea of you win with the Jimmys and the Joes, not the X's and the O's. Mm -hmm. I really think that like, if you want to turn that into a baseball saying in this new analytical stage of baseball that we're in, we're kind of like, we've forgotten about the base running and the defense and the value of speed and the value of all those things. And now we're all in the analytics of on-base percentage and uh, exit velocity. And we're into all that. And we've forgotten about all the stuff that are like the, it, the person intangibles, the athletes skill sets. And I think that like, I love analytics, but there's, there's a point where you need to have more than just that. And if you're just analytics crazy, you lose some of the player skill and the heart. And I think that's the thing that like the Yankees just don't have, they don't have those, 
personal qualities that some other teams might have that is like gives them an added something and the Yankees don't have it and everything else like their poor defense poor base running all that turns into negatives because they don't have that extra something and I think that's that's like where we're at in this weird area of analytics and a real life player and that's yeah we we said it. No, you're 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 dead on. You know, and and the challenge we have right now is everybody's trying to stay on such an even keel. Um, you know, you don't hear Boone. You know, you heard Boone that had a closed door session with the team and ran and raved on Friday night, right after that loss. But <clears throat> you don't see anything. You don't see any of that coming out of the players. You don't see any of that coming. To, you know, we we joked earlier. I'm telling you, you know, you, you get get Joe Judge in there and Todd. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then let's bring the hockey guys in, right? Get those, you know, oh, no, 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 no. NBA, it's the Knicks. Get the, yeah, get the Knicks coach. Yeah. And, and stuff, you know, you get, you got to get these guys in there and say, you know, you, you need to be playing over your head right now, not out of your butt. And you are, and, uh, I'll tell I'll tell you right now, get, get John Tortorella in there. you know what you know what i really want to see i want to see the reporters go into the locker room i don't know if they're allowed in are they no they're not no not not allowed okay so if the lockers if the lockers were open to reporters i would want them to walk in there and see like several holes in the wall and just be like (laughs) oh someone got mad yeah like yeah i feel like you hear stories about that sometimes Odell and Beckham. That's exactly. <laughs> like Odell Beckham is the perfect example of that. And I think we need someone who's going to get mad because they're losing. And I feel like the Yankees are just like, oh, we lost. That uh, sucks. We'll get them tomorrow, guys. And I'm like, no, you <laughs> lost. The whole purpose of the sport is to win. Act like you want to win. We need a Paulie O'Neill. Slamming a water cooler <laughs> yeah. in the dugout. We need Brett Gardner bashing in Gatorade bottles and hitting the <laughs> top of the dugout. We need Aaron Boo to run out there and pretend to be the catcher. Like we like these are <laughs> recent examples within the last three years of where someone is getting angry and fired up. And yeah. This would be the perfect time for that. And they're not doing it. Like, I don't even care. Like, stage it if you have to. Yeah. Just do something. It. Yeah. Sometimes like, manager, managers took chances. And, yeah, it's time for me to get thrown out of a game because I need to give some spark to these guys. Yeah. And, like, yeah. last night would have been an interesting night for Boone to get thrown out. Where it's against the Braves. The game matters, but more like it has less value than a game against the Rays. So you can, if you're not there the whole game, it's okay. I know you're not losing, but when you're up three, one or whatever inning day, he wanted to go out there and start yelling. He should have been, he could have done it. And that would have been a good moment to have done it. Get something going. So speaking of getting something going, is it, is it time to move on to the Rays series? I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> Quick, quickly before we did that, like, it, I did want to ask, like, if you have anything, like, what I, I do think that the tide will change at some point, and like, I just want to, I want to ask you, like, what, what do you guys think will lead to that, or like, what do you think will like spark that? Like, also, I will, I will admit. I'm probably the most into analytics out of the, the three of us here. Like de definitely. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> and, um, but I can also admit that like you're managing humans. Like you can't, yeah. you can't yeah. take emotion out of it, you know? Um, yep. But you, it's like, it's like the David Cohen approach for me. Like you use it, it's useful, but yeah. not, not like, not a hundred percent reliant on, all of that you know you have yeah. to you have to observe what you see as well it's a good tool yeah it's a great tool but it shouldn't be the only thing you use to build the desk or whatever you're building mm -hmm. it should just be part of it and yeah. Um, yeah so you know what you know what it is for me and i'm going old-fashioned old school as you would expect the old guy mm -hmm. a double skill whether it's first and <laughs> <laughs> first or first and third okay i want i want to that 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 will fire them up and it's got to be successful of course right so yeah you know <clears throat> i i think something like that some some small ball small school you know uh i'd be okay with a bunt against the shift all right get yeah. runners on base do something different stop having a you're so darn predictable right now in every way, shape, and form. So, yeah, Jose, you want to go before? Before I yeah, go? sure. I got something. I, I got something good. I think. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think I think I I don't know. I think I'm with Brian in the sense of like I want some shakeup. I think we're gonna talk about where I just want them to swing at the ball, and I think they need to think like, oh, this pitcher throws these kind of pitches. Let me just go up there and wait for this pitch. Ones if that pitch never comes, just see the ball, hit the ball. I feel like it's yeah. it's harder than the way that, that. Yeah, like it's. I'm in my office saying, "See the ball, hit the ball." Like it's a lot harder than that. I get that, but in the sense of that, you've made it this far to be like an Aaron Judge or mm -hmm. Glaber Torres, where you're in the MLB it shouldn't be as hard to see the ball in the strike zone and hit it because you're at that level. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you can't go looking for the same pitch. Like the scouting reports are based on years past and the, the teams have changed the way they pitched the Yankees this year. Yeah. So you can't, you can't be like, Oh, in years past, they'd usually throw this and be completely waiting for that pitch. And that, because then you'll, you'll, end up getting fooled and we'll talk about it later then you'll be staring at strikes down the middle because yep. oh it wasn't the pitch you expected but um the thing that i have will that will change the tide it, i i think i don't think it'll surprise people like uh the the people i'm talking with right now because i called i call i said mike talkman would hit a home run last night didn't happen. I was very disappointed in the oh. eighth inning when, when he but got we were all, But we were all with you. We were all with you. <laughs> but I – the most electric moment of this season so far is when Gio Urshela hit that double against the Orioles and Mike Talkman <laughs> scored from first oh and gosh. he had that huge fist bump and it was like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Tyler Wade had a similar he's... moment too, right? 
I, I, maybe, yeah, in the in the same game, but um, yeah, but Mike Talkman is like, I don't. To me, he's just a guy who'll like get pumped up at like a bloop double, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, he's a battler. Yeah. He's a battler. You know, I, I need that. Also, I, I just like Mike Talkman. I think he's like <laughs> he, he looks like a goofy guy, you know. Like he, he, they, you pinch run him, and he's like he's walking like a football player. He's like, hey, he needs someone <laughs> to run. <laughs> it's it's just the silliest. It, it's really dumb. My thought, but <laughs> no, 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 I like no, it. It's because, a good thought. Because we're all we're all asking for energy. We're all asking for energy, high energy. Uh, you know, some some sense of, uh, of, of urgency and excitement coming out of these guys. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, Talkman Talkman is a definitely one of those emotional guys. Yeah. So yeah. I see that. And yeah. Uh, I, I'm ready to get into this disaster of a race series. And I will say Jose was not happy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think we so, need to let, I need, I think we need to let him go because he he had some thoughts that he yeah but yeah. jose start start with start with exactly what you were doing as you started thinking this through okay you're washing okay. the dishes so i'm i'm washing the dishes at like 11 p.m at night like it's right before bedtime and i'm getting all amped up like i it was right when the series ended and i'm just there and i'm washing a dish I'm taking off my washing dish gloves. I'm taking out my phone. I'm going into Google Docs, typing a bullet point, and then I'm putting my phone away. And then I'm going back to the dishes. And then I, that happened like three or four times where I'm just ranting into our Google Doc because I needed to voice something. And I think what the main things I've come up with is Torres is a second baseman. And my new favorite defensive lineup, which will never happen because the Yankees are not as creative as they should be, is Torres at second, DJ at third, Gio at shortstop, and Voight at first. It's not amazing, but it's better defensively than what they have. I think Hicks needs to be traded. I feel like that's a crazy thought, but in the sense of that, his one job right now is to get on base by walking and he's not doing that. And then again, that's such a weird job to have. And then again, he's not doing it. And then the whole thought process was that he makes this diving play against the twins and he's this great defender and he has been, but he hasn't been this season. So if he's not going to be a good defender and he's not going to do the one thing that he does with the bat because for some reason, I think it's the left side when he hits on the left side of the bat, he really can't hit the ball. So he's batting under 100 from the left side yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if you can't hit the ball from the left side of the bat of the batter's box and you're a switch hitter, don't be a switch hitter. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Just don't, just don't do it. And then the whole idea of, oh, he's a lefty bat goes away because then he's not a lefty bat if you're batting under you're basically putting a pitcher in a three hole right exactly so like what are you doing he should be traded at this point and then let talkman go like what you were talking about and then i go into stanton in the sense of that he's dh'ing every game and then needs a rest when i thought 
resting someone was the DH position. And I kind of, I was listening to Talking Yanks and Jake was talking about that. And so I was like, that makes perfect sense. And then I'm looking at it and then I'm thinking about it more. And I drafted him in fantasy. And this is where I got upset. (laughs) In fantasy, he's no longer an outfielder. He's just a DH. Uh, And I realized that, that they changed it recently. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? How is this an MVP who can't play in the field? And now we're tied up in all this money. And I'm thinking back to, I don't know when the trade happened. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember seeing that trade, looking at it and going, why didn't we get Christian Yelich? Why was Christian Yelich not on the table? Better contract, probably would have traded less. Why did we go with the massive contract and someone who literally hits the ball, who's okay on defense? No one could have projected that he would be this bad to never play in the outfield. Maybe he comes in. I don't know. And then he's talking about him being more vocal in the offseason but then he's not. And then that's my issue with judge. If we want to get into that now in the sense of judge wants to be this Derek Jeter and the New York post and the New York times and everybody's saying judge is the next Jeter. And he's just sitting there calmly while this is happening. Like Jeter would be yelling or screaming or being a captain. And he's just sitting there letting stuff happen. So Looking through the whole Rays series, that's what I came up with. Hicks needs to be traded. Giancarlo Stanton needs to at least attempt to play in the outfield or never rest because you shouldn't be resting your DH. They need to do something with Torres at second baseman, even though he didn't really have a bad defensive series. And Judge needs to to stop acting like he's a captain and actually be a captain. Yeah. Wow. And at, How do you feel? Did you lighten the load? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I got more upset as I got along through it. Yeah. And I remember, Brian, you saying that we should kind of stop in the pregame and what we were talking about so that we can save this emotion. And in my mind, I was like, look, you, I'm you still it, mad. You, this was, this was, you did very well. This was you better well. than before. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I. it's just... I think, like, I know Ryan is analytical and Brian, you're a little more old school. I feel like I fit in the middle, but I'm very <laughs> leaning towards Brian's sense of, I just, just bunt, double steal, steal. But then they don't have the team built to do that. And their team is all built around this analytical style. And so that's where I'm thinking you're trading Hicks for. Who's the center fielder on the Twins? The fast Oh, one. Buxton, but the, Buxton, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give up Buxton. I know they, they wouldn't, but then now I'm at the phase where Clint has been so bad that I wonder if his highest trade value is at this moment when a team thinks that he can turn it around. His defense is bad. His bat struggling. I wonder if he's at the highest point of his trade value in case he turns into a Greg Bird. 
So I'm wondering. I'm wondering if if Frazier has been um, silenced, uh, if you will. I I, I can see Frazier being a fiery kind of guy, um, in, in a certain sense too. But of course, his start hasn't done anything for him, and of course, benching him uh, hasn't hasn't done much of anything in that re- in that realm too. Um, but uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> They're, they have a glut of outfielders, which is why Stanton's not playing any outfield. Um, you know, they they have, uh, you know, Talkman's got fire. I actually, your comment, and when I was thinking about my my comment about pulling it off double steal, I'm like, you got Gardner and Talkman who are top speed, right? Um, you, you know, DJ is deceptively fast. Um, so, uh, you know, those are really the only three guys I think of that you can probably pull off a double steal with. I didn't even think you could do it with Hicks or with you know anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call up, call up Wade for a day. Yeah. <laughs> pinch, pinch run him for someone on second base. Like bases are loaded yeah. and pull off like a triple steal and just go crazy with it. <laughs> that no one's ever seen. Bases are loaded. The pitch comes in. You see Gardner run to second, right? When Gardner starts running and they're throwing to second, you got Talkman run to home and then Wade run to third. And then the de- the opposing team's like, what the hell just happened? And you're just like, oh, we scored a run because we pulled off the <laughs> first ever wild triple steal. Like at this moment, <laughs> I'm thinking of like, you know when the Patriots will randomly throw a ski a screen to Edelman and then Edelman tosses the ball and then like yeah. a whole trick play? I need them in a playoff in the, game. In a yeah, playoff in a playoff game, game <laughs> yes. they're doing some creativeness. And I think That's the cool. Yankees need to find they want to f- act like they're like the Patriots and Bill Belichick and being sneaky about all these crazy things. Then act like it. Do some creative things because the way the Patriots are is that. Yeah, we're doing all this behind the scenes stuff, but we're doing it because we're actually creative. Yep. And the Yankees just aren't creative. Like, I want to see some crazy lineups now. Spark lineup. Put Geo, have Geo be the leadoff, DJ as the cleanup or yep. as the third. So, like, and then Judge, Judge is perfect at second, but then you have Geo, Judge, DJ. See what happens. Just try something to bring life into this team. And I know this isn't like none of that whole rant was specifically about the Rays series, but it's what I got out of the Rays series in the sense of something needs to happen. It's been building up and getting swept by the Rays just brings it to a head for you. So (laughs) definitely like along the line, like screw like, be creative with the lineup that I agree with that, but let's also, let's, let's not get too cute and have Nick Nelson open any more games. Right. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I absolutely love Michael K going off about that the other day. On, on it was his the radio, same on thing his, about his radio I, show. Yeah. Same you thing know. as the ALDS, right? Yep. Yep. And, and, and he did, he, he's like, what the heck are you doing? You got King, you got Nelson, both can start. What, what do you need to get cute with an opener for? You don't need an opener. You need a starter that's going to go and eat up innings because you've already, you've already taxed your bullpen so much. Why do you want to try to do anything different? And he was really, he was dead on everything he's done, you know? And of course the big issue was, Hey, he's a Yankees employee. Is he going to be okay? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, at this point he was having more, he was showing more fire than anybody on the team was showing. So, yeah. 
Um, and again, you're getting these external sources that are that are that are firing. Here's the thing that depressed me the most about the Tampa series. Yes, the three losses were crazy. The sweep in Yankee Stadium, the fact that they've lost every series with the exception of one against American League East teams, and and um, and and but here's the thing that was depressing. I think Brendan Cutie or somebody like that posted. Do you realize the Yankees only had 11 hits in that entire series? Then I went to the box scores and I pulled and started channeling my best Katie Sharp, okay, and coming up with these oddball statistics. But it was easy. 37 strikeouts in the same series. Three games. You're averaging 12 strikeouts a game. Yeah. And how many at-bats do you get, right? Minimum number of at-bats is 27, you're striking out almost one quarter, one, one fourth at a time, you know, and stuff. So, I mean, the idea is it was just absolutely crazy. And then to not, not only understand too, that you're watching the ball go by because you also got nine walks. So the only time you got on base was 11 hits and nine walks. So you got 20 times you're on base and on base percentage for, you know, it, it, it's a 300 on base percentage for the entire series you know, or, or around that point. But I just, it was totally depressing for me. Um, and, uh, you know, the sad part about that, I'm out here in San Diego and two of those games are on MLB and I watch both in misery. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing too, is like they had glass now on the ropes. They yeah, had him yeah. on the ropes in the, in the first inning ba- bases loaded. He could not locate. Um, the first inning happened. I was like, all right, at least they put some good at bats together. And then the yeah. second inning happened. And I was like, dang, we can't, couldn't get a run still. And then he settled in. It felt like you, it felt like we were playing Blake Snell because Blake Snell is like the, he's the, the quintessential pitcher of like, you get one chance. And then if yep. you blow that chance, he's going to, you, you don't, you're not going to yep. get any until he's out of the game. So, um, yeah. And I think, I think you got to, you know, first off, Blake Snell's now out here with the, with the San Diego Padres, right? And he did, he, he had one of those mind fart games where you get one chance at him in Pittsburgh last week, but then he came back this week and he was lights out, you know, in, in the one start he had um, and, uh, against, I think it was against the Dodgers, right, on Sunday. And so he got the win. Um, but, you know, those are things he got. But yeah, Glasnow, um, I mean, it really didn't matter who the Rays were going to put out there as pitchers. The way the Yankees are going, they're all going to look like aces. Yeah. They're when Michael Ma- Michael Waka has not been good the last couple of years, and they they got nothing off of him. So, yeah. and funnily enough, the whole th- like, I, I'm more pro Stanton than than not. There are people that don't like Stanton, but I will admit that like, the uh, the classic Yankee fan take on Stanton is that like, oh, he hits his home runs when it, like it's it's a blowout, and it's just it's almost comedic that on Friday night it was eight, nothing. And he hit a home run. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost yeah. just laughed at it. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be mad at him for hitting a home run. I'm glad he hit two over the weekend and maybe he can start heating up because when he is hot, it's unbelievable, unbelievable to watch, but and, yeah, and it, it was... just, it just fit the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? If they start coming out of it, they start hitting the ball and they start getting runs and stuff. I would be very okay if it took them four or five games in a winning streak before they started getting cocky with the bat flips, you know, or and, and all this other stuff. Now, 
you know, you can't, don't be throwing a batch flip when you're down eight, nothing. And you just knock one over the fence. Okay. No, yeah. sorry. You know, I mean, you know, it, it's the same thing you say in football and other series, you sack the quarterback and you're down 35 to nothing. Don't get up and start doing the happy dance behind the quarterback. Okay. Get back in the huddle and, and get because you weren't there for the first 35 points. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, they, they need something here. We'll talk about it later. I think the only guy in the entire series that showed any kind of fire at all was Lucas Lutke on Friday night. Okay. I mean, there's a guy who he had little soft dinger after dinger. He was just really unlucky in that game. He didn't throw, nobody barreled him up. They all bloop. They were blooping the heck out of him and they got a run or two, which advanced that score a little further and stuff. He comes into the dugout, pulls off his glove, and he just heaves it, okay? Now, the good news is he stayed in for another two or three innings and was fine, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in that part of the process. But the only guy that showed any kind of an emotion in that entire, in that entire series was Lucas Lukey. So, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, he's got a ERA. It's about five right now, but some of it's hey. just unlucky. Hey, uh, I mean, just to add to Lucas Lucky because you were talking about him, but he, the Yankees like him, I think. You know, yeah. they they yeah. really like him because, like, you look, you watch the game last night. He had a good showing last night. Yes, he did. Yeah. Tyone comes out of the game. It was third time through the lineup. Freddie Freeman's coming up. I don't blame them for taking him out. Um, yeah. They bring him in. I was like, oh, maybe it'll, it'll probably be Justin Wilson this this inning because he's the lefty, and they just signed him, but. They brought him, but they brought in Lucky, and he got through the inning. Um, and, and like you said, he was unlucky. Like the and the like, people say like, oh, his peripherals are good, and like even though his his ERA is good, they, people say that a lot. Like and like, that was true. It was it was true with Montgomery last year, and he he's had two good two out of three good games, and the one bad game was when he 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 even when he didn't have it, he grinded through five innings and. Gave yeah. the chance, gave a chance for the Yankees to win. Um, like, just a quick on Lucas Lucky in the sense of that he has 12 strikeouts in 11.1 innings, and his batting average against is 283. So, like, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Like, that five ERA isn't great, but it's also because he's in the bullpen, and then if he gives up a couple runs, it's all over. But he's doing his job, yeah. All, all those hits, like, I know, like, uh, some sometimes people don't like to hear, don't care about exit velocity, but just all of the hits that he gave up against the Rays were, like, 70 miles an hour. <laughs> like, that, it just shows, like, when you pitch to soft contact, you're usually not going to, you're not going to give up runs like that. Yeah. Like he did in that game. Brian, you're muted. <laughs> Sorry, I had this banging going on outside. He's got these construction workers doing their things out in somebody else's yard. But yeah, I think it was just, you know, it was just one after the other. And you could see him on the mound. Gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. And it was all just hit the hit the places where nobody was or little bloops and stuff. I just, you know, but nobody's, you know, on the on, on the converse side, you know, the Yankees can't barrel it up. And it, and and it's almost like when they when they do get that one lucky hit, you're like, okay. Can you repeat that? Mm, yeah, no. Uh, you know, so it, it's just a, it was a tough, it was just an absolutely tough series to watch. And, and you know, the, the Rays could have, uh, 
could have, you know, they, they could have done more of a happiness around the Yankees and the Yankee Stadium and stuff than they really did in that series. It was almost like they were very forward. Yeah. It, I think the biggest part of that was that the Yankees are supposed to be like this great home team. And like over the last couple of years, when they're home, they're hot and they're hitting the bat and they've got this energy about them. And it was just kind of, it was difficult to see them fall so flat at home when I'm so used to them not doing that, where every home game is competitive or they're blowing somebody out. Right. So do we, do we kind of want to go into last night's game and feelings about that? Or we have some yes. more raised stuff. How do you guys no, I think we need to. I, I think we need to move on from the AL East for a while. Let the Yankees take a little bit of a break <laughs> and, and, and stuff. And I, I will tell you this: I, I was um, somebody was. We, we haven't talked about uh, Glaber Torres at all, and he is just absolutely looking miserable right now at the plate. But um, it was interesting because uh, somebody was saying the other day, "Wow, you just got to do something different with Glaber. Glaber is just so lost where he's at." Uh, and stuff. And, and I made a comment, I, I hit a reply to that on, uh, on Twitter. And I said, you know, yeah, it, it, the, the shame is he can't play against, he can't play against the Orioles all the time, all 162 games, you know, um, I got to tell you, that's probably, the, there was, there was more likes on that response than any other, tw- any other tweet I've ever had on Twitter <laughs> and stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's nearing 75 or something like that, but you know, and granted, I'm not any guy with a blue check mark, but, but uh, you know, just the sad part is, he, you know, you saw how he lit it up against the uh, uh, the the Orioles, uh, not last year, the year before in 2019. Um, but but uh, now, Mister Statistics here, Ryan, you you would uh, there was there was actually something came out that he's been really in a miserable slump with runners in scoring in position, or even with the bases loaded, or whatever since 2019 i saw that yeah yeah and i gotta say like it's it's frustrating because like you look at the postseason since 2019 and glaber has been by far our best hitter in the postseason the last two years so you really i don't of course he's a highly touted he was a highly touted prospect and you believe in him and he's he's played really well before so you can't give up on him you know but it's really hard to watch him right now. And he's, he's the one player where I'm like, I feel like I can pinpoint him the most as being, as being like, like just the, the problem with his swing, like he's very clearly just over swinging. And even Paul O'Neill is pretty much saying that every time he comes up to the plate, um, getting into last night's game, I do want, I did want to get into like that eighth inning. They got the bases loaded and I think it was like, it was like four batters in a row. I was like, man, a hit here would be just so huge for his confidence. Like I never said that four <laughs> batters in a row. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've ever said that. Yeah. Or Two maybe more pop-ups. Even, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I've said that for more than like two batters in a row before, <laughs> but it's yeah, like, yeah. almost, it's like, Three quarters of his lineup was like, man, he really yeah. needs just a hit so he can loosen up. Yeah. 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 And then, like, when Ford came up and he got the walk, I was like, honestly, it doesn't even matter. Like, that's great for the team's confidence that they can 
you get on base and drive and runs. And that was through a walk. And honestly, I don't care. Anything that ends up with the Yankees scoring a run at this point is like gold. Like just hold on to it because how they've played hasn't been great. And I feel like maybe last night's game was a spark. I feel like it wasn't what we wanted. Like we wanted Ford and Talkman home runs, but it was a win that was kind of a grind out game. And I think like that's the focus of it in the sense of, okay, let's grind out some more games. And if we can keep grinding out these games, maybe the Yankees bats start to come alive and they're more energized because a close game is a game that can usually hype up a locker room. Cause like, Oh, look at us. We battled through this. If if that keeps going, maybe eventually we're getting into blowout territory soon. But yeah, it's just was, optimism. What what I want to take away, like the let's not get it twisted. The biggest positive from this game is Tyone. He, yeah. he oh, looks yeah. he looks good. Like mm-hmm. legit, just straight up good. You know yeah. that that inning he gave he gave up the run. He he gave up like two doubles and then right, back um, to back. And then he got a strikeout to get out at the inning, and you talk about wanting to see some fire. He he was pretty pumped up after getting out of that inning. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I said this, I said I've said like I'm higher on Tyone than I am Kluber, but mm-hmm. how big for the morale of this fan base and this team would it be for Kluber to have like the same type of game tonight? Yeah, it'd be huge. Yeah. It would be huge. Kluber hasn't had a really good game yet, so no. it would be yeah. really nice to see. Because, like with well, Tyone, I feel like he's had two solid games in the sense of his first game, he gave up two hits, both were home runs. Yeah, that sucks. But in the same inning that he gave up those two home runs, he struck out the side. So, especially had- considering how much time he's missed, like he has, yeah, and, and, right. he's, and reworked mechanics and. There's all this stuff. And it's good to see that he's having these two great games. And in the middle of it, he has this very bad game, but he's had these two really good games where he's just had this one unlucky inning. And if the Yankees bats were right, that one unlucky inning wouldn't matter because the Yankees bats would be right. And we would already have three runs on the board. Mm -hmm. So that's like that odd territory. <laughs> I said uh, I said early in the season, and it's an old saying and stuff that you can uh, you, you can't win you can't win a championship in April, but you can lose one. And and I think as we as we look at what's going on, it would be awesome for Kluber tonight uh, to have a good game and the Yankees win. Because guess what happens? We can talk about a series sweep. Yes, it was only two games, but we can talk about a series sweep. <laughs> We you know we can talk we can talk about a winning streak and stuff, but it go it brings us into next week, which is the last week of April, and if the Yankees can scroll their way back to a 500 uh, April, I mean to me that's after where they started that's an accomplishment. That's a one. Yeah, absolute yeah. one. Um, something I want to add, like you said, you talked about how like oh we can talk about it being a series sweep, but like, um, something that kickstarted us. Two years ago in 2019, we started out six and nine and we had a two game series against the Red Sox. 
And that second game, we had the Guardy Grand Slam, and we like that. Mm. That basically kickstarted yeah. our season, and they won 133 yeah. games that year. I mean, I mean, I know it's only two games, but something like that can be a huge confidence booster. And going into a place like Cleveland, where their lineup isn't too great, uh, that would be a nice. Uh, that would be a nice way to boost your confidence going into a four-game series against Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think let's let's kind of talk about let's do before we get into our week awards and then Brian's um, day in history, and we let's just look at the upcoming schedule where we have four games against Cleveland, and then we got the Orioles. I feel like if we could get a solid stretch through that, which the Yankees could do. Cleveland, like you just said, isn't that great. The Orioles are kind of the Yankees' punching bag over the last couple of years. So <laughs> if if this is – this could be a run where the Yankees get what? How many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, if we count next Wednesday's game. If they could go five and two before – well, four and two, and then we're recording, you know, yeah. Wednesday, and they win that game. And at the end of the podcast or close to the end, it's the game's over, and we're talking about a five and two stretch. I feel like yeah. that could be a whole momentum shift. And now, what if the Yankees win all these games? Again, I'm being crazy optimistic about my super dramatic rant earlier. <laughs> that if that's what's happening, I say us we're on this podcast next week and we're going. It's time the Yankees have flipped the switch. Let's ride yeah. this wave until Severino comes back and Void is back. And now we're even we're showing exactly why we were World Series favorites with the Dodgers. Yeah. And this is a whole new season and a whole new podcast where we've been begging for something for the last couple of episodes and then we get it. So yeah. Do you guys have anything you want to say on the next kind of on the games before next week? Yes. If we we win today, (laughs) if we win today, that's the start of a win streak. Yes. I do want to, I do want to say like, being like the Braves are a talented team, they're struggling. They they feel just as bad as us right now. Yeah. But beating a team with the talent of the Braves, using that as a confidence booster, going into three straight series against teams that are just beatable, straight up beatable mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. You have four games against Cleveland, maybe like, and then you got four games against the Orioles. This is going past when we're recording next week. But then next the next weekend you have Detroit coming to the Bronx. You, you should view all of those. You should at least, at the very least, you should view split one of the four game series, win one of the four game series, and then win the Detroit series. Like that that would be like especially if like if the offense starts to come around a little bit, that would also be a big confidence booster as well because then you could just you can just kind of say that like, Hey, we're, we're looking a little bit more like normal. Yeah. And I think it's the whole, it's the old MOB saying of 
you have to win the games that you're supposed to win and go 500 against the good teams. And that's kind of like when you're a good team, that's what you got to do. You have to win half of the games against the solid teams and win all the games against the bad teams or at least the series. And I think the next, what, three series, four series that the Yankees have, those are kind of should win series based off this roster. And yeah. if they do that, that that's a whole that's a whole new flip the switch. We're talking about a whole new thing. You got something, Brian? Nope. I think we're uh I I I think we we have wait and see, but I, I just want to take it one game at a time. I think today yeah. let's let Kluber have yeah. a good game. Let's let some people get some hits. Uh let's uh let's actually out hit a team for the first time in a, in several games. <laughs> And um, and stuff, and it'd be nice if a few of them, a couple of them, are homers. But you know, let's uh, let's get a win under our belt today, and then uh, we get to Cleveland. The only the only I, I'm always worried about Bieber, right? Um, yeah. And so, uh, so you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta hope that we've got the right pitching going in, coming into Cleveland, because Cleveland's not Cleveland. Cleveland's beatable, but they're not they're not a bad they're not an overly bad team. Yeah, no, they yeah. have good pitching. Their lineup is kind of where the yep. talent lacks a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Heroes. Yankee of the Week. So who wants to kind of go first? I Well, Brian, you should go first because you kind of got into yours a little bit already. Right, I did. Okay, so the week prior, it was Higgy for me and stuff. And, of course, he was kind of quiet this week with the exception of a pass ball or two. Um this week, uh, you know, my hero, my hero, uh, Yankee, my Yankee week is Lucas Lukey, only because of the fire he showed um, in the dugout on Friday night and uh, how PO'd he was for, you know, giving up the little dinky doinky hits uh, and stuff and coming in and slamming the glove and doing everything. So I, I think they all need fire. Uh, that's why I went with Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, was uh, that I, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, I went with, I feel like this isn't really a good pick in the sense of I went with Judge based off his one game that gave me a lot of hope pretty much last Wednesday, I believe, where he hits two home runs. That gave me hope for him going to the Rays, but then he sucked in the Rays. So there wasn't many options to pick for with Mm -hmm. a Yankee that had a great week and like I could have gone with Cole but you go with Cole every week so I went with Judge that's that was kind of my mindset of someone who isn't Cole that I liked for at least one game yeah 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 obviously I could have gone Cole as well like it it would just be boring like there there will be times when someone picks Cole again you know if he has like a big start against the team that we really need to beat but um I think uh, I, I, this this week, I think the tie-on start last night was really big for like j- just just a, a little bit of a confidence boost with this fan base because like lately they've been saying it's like, oh, it's Cole and then like everyone else has an ARA above six, which was true and the concerns were very valid at the time. Um, it, it still are valid to this day. You know, it's only three starts that he's made, but I think you have to like what you see from him. Uh, like that that first Orioles series, he looked pretty good. 
considering that he hasn't pitched two years and he worked reworked his mechanics and I really only see him getting better as he only as he gets more stretched out because like he's going to be able to locate better as well and that's also something that I will talk about with my Yankee hopeful that we will get into (laughs) (laughs) so Yankee hopeful for me this week is the same person as my Yankee of the week, which is Aaron judge and kind of in a similar set of that. If he's like kind of in my earlier rant in a sense is that if he's the captain, I need him to lead. I don't want you sitting there in the dugout doing nothing. You need to be talking to everybody. You need to be yelling at people when they're playing like this. And then you need to be helping people out in the dugout. I need to just see more from him. We're not, you know, clicked into the locker room, so we don't know what he's doing, but from how he looks on TV, it doesn't look like he's doing much. His defense hasn't been great, His which is a surprise. His bat has been here and there, but again, he's like our best hitter, even though he's kind of slumping, so that gives me hope. It'd be really nice to see him go to Cleveland and kind of catch fire and see him this week kind of if he's not going to lead as a vocal leader i want him to lead as lead by example saying i'm going to break out of this slump i'm going to be the guy that really charges up this team and he can do that like his two home runs against the blue jays i thought it was going to be he's leading by example and i yeah. wonder if yeah. he starts to figure it out and i really hope he does in the past, this team really has gone as far as he takes them, yep. especially that 2018 team. When they missed him, they were just they, they were just not the same team. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll I'll say my uh, Yankee hopeful for this week, and it's going back to Corey Kluber and just how how much a good start from him would do for this fan base and. Uh, I think this before we record next week, we might even get two starts from him before we record again. So like if we get two good starts from Kluber this week, like imagine that, like we, that would, that'd be awesome to be talking about Kluber coming out of his, uh, just getting acclimated to pitching again. That's what I, that's another thing. Like he's basically missed two, two years like Tyone has, and he's historically a slow starter, which is why I've said I'm higher on Tyone than I am Kluber. But I do think if he is healthy this whole year, which is an, a pretty significant if right now, yeah. but if he is, then uh, I, I really do think that like you will slowly see him gradually get better and maybe even confident enough to throw him in like a game four of a playoff series or something like that. I think it was, it's actually a shame that uh, Corey Kluber is not going to get a chance to start against the Indians, you know, that he's, he's basically booking uh, that series, but, um, but only because of his history with them and stuff, but I think it would be awesome for him. Okay. My Yankee hopeful for this last week, it was Gary. Uh, Didn't happen. Okay. This week it's guy who sits on the bench all the time. Okay, but needs to spend more time, obviously, in the batting cage with every hitter is hitting coach Marcus Thames. Okay, that's my Yankee hopeful for this week. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I just need the bats to show some life, some wake them up just a little bit, some little bit of existence in the fact that they can actually make contact, barrel a ball up and hit a line drive every once in a while that goes for a base hit or even a line drive that goes over the wall. I'd be okay with all that. So my hopeful this week is that Marcus Thames can wake up the Yankee bats and, and, and resurrect the season and actually get these guys off and running on a good note. So go Marcus. We're counting on you deeply. We're counting on you. Yeah. You're not alone in that. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. In that. A lot of people are talking about Marcus. So. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Cause then everybody was kind of pretty high on him after spring training. And then mm-hmm. you can well, see he, how quick things can turn on yeah. you. Yeah. He did yep. a good job with like the Yershalas and Cameron Mabins of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, just right now the, the approach is bad. And like some, some of these guys, it's not going to be instant fixes, but like, please like show signs, show me signs of life that this is going to turn around pretty soon. Yes. That's yep. what you want. Yep. Yeah. So as we get to the end of this podcast, uh, we have reached uh, Brian's history lesson. And so uh, what do you got for us today, Brian? Okay, so there was a lot of conversation in social media about this awful, horrendous Yankee start that we've been under and stuff. And of course, we're, we're living it every day, right? Um, but how the bad start led to a really strong finish in 1997. And I think even 1998 was a challenge for a while. <clears throat> I got to tell you, I'm tired of hearing all that. I really just need just need to see the bats come alive. If you compared those lineups, those pitching staffs and stuff like that, you would not even blink an eye as to what the obvious reasons were why that team came out of it. Um, you know, so uh, this this team does not have the makeup of the uh, late 1990s and early 2000s Yankee teams from a standpoint of gut and and emotion and and just surgical surgical execution of what they want that they have to do when they're when they're at the at the plate or in the field but even way before that not today but tomorrow will be the 118th anniversary of the new york yankees then in 1903 tomorrow in 1903 april 22nd um was the game new york highlanders who later became the Yankees in true 2021 fashion so far, they lost three to one. Mm. Okay. So, so, and they lost to the Washington. I think the Washington team back then was called the senators, but it may not have been at that point in time. Uh, But, um, but in any event, yes. So, so the Yankees will be in essence, 118 years old tomorrow. So happy birthday to the New York franchise. Yeah. Happy birthday. I really hope they win. That would that'd be a great birthday gift. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Start a winning streak. Hey, a three-game winning streak. I'd I'd take it at this point. I take I take any <clears throat> games where they win back to back. If they win tonight, I will be over the moon. I do have one more uh shout out, okay, in true in true pop pop bry guy fashion. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Brennan O'Donnell. My grandson, my seven-year-old grandson, who has made the Ponte Vedra Sharks travel tourney team 
in, in, in Punta Vedra, Florida. And uh, it, it looks awesome. I, you know, I pull up a picture guys, but we're on a podcast that has no video, but, uh, <clears throat> but now you, you shout out to him. So proud of him. He's done so well in so many fashions and so many ways and stuff. And uh, not only is he on the, the spring tourney team, but he'll be in the summer travel team. So nice. Go sharks. Go, yeah, sharks. go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hopefully they play better than the Yankees. <laughs> uh, that'll that'll be the end of this Yankee Nation podcast. I feel like it's definitely going to be a long one. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Check out all our articles on nycnation.com where we all kind of write on our different sports. Uh, Giants draft is coming up. I know Brian is covering that. As you know, Ryan and Ryan is covering the Yankees, and I imagine he's going to be putting out an article today. Now I'm having an article on the Nets. So just, you know, keep keep listening in. Hopefully next week's podcast will be a lot more joyful. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, see you guys next week. <laughs>